Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Bingetown TV. And for the first time, I guess, our coverage. So welcome to Bingetown TV and our coverage of Percy Jackson and the Olympians. So, I mean, a lot to talk about, I would say. We're going to get into these episodes. So we're going to do episodes one and two. Obviously, that's how they dropped on Disney Plus, And then we'll be weekly after this. So we have episode one. I just love the episode title. So I accidentally vaporized my pre-algebra teacher is episode one. And then I become Supreme Lord of the Bathroom, episode two. So some great content. I guess probably the smartest way to do this is going to be maybe just give a little background of like our experience with the series. Mm -hmm. And then kind of that'll inform like the listeners, the audience of where we're coming from and what like this show kind of will be like. So I don't know if you would like to go first. I can go first. It doesn't really I can matter. go first. Yeah. Um, so Percy Jackson is a book series that we both read and a couple of our other friends read mm -hmm. uh, when we were younger. And it was never Harry Potter level. Like I wasn't rereading it multiple times, mm -hmm. but I love Greek mythology. I'm sure you do too. We always, it's just yeah. one of the coolest forms of just fiction and Percy Jackson is the definition of that. While it is a little bit more PG than what we're used to now, this was still just exactly what I was craving when when it got announced that they were going to be doing a show. I guess what's important to talk about is that we have both the book knowledge and the movie knowledge of what was made with Logan. Um, what the fuck is his last name? Logan Lerman, I believe. Lerman, yeah, yeah. Love that guy. Um, while the movies suck... They were also fun still. So like, I'm not yeah. going to like completely. I actually rewatched the first movie before this, so just funny. like, just to kind of like get my head, you know, right. Because I'll be honest, like I lost most of my book knowledge. It's been over a For decade. Sure. I do remember some very important plot beats that differed from the movie. So that's going to be the fun, like theory crafting, I guess, for us, which we're not going to have a lot of theories on this podcast because we have too much knowledge. I feel like it'll just be riddled with spoilers and it won't even be fun to listen to. It's going to be more of just like a fun, like reactionary sort of mm -hmm. podcast here. And it's because of like, we know the ending of the movie and the ending of the books, kind of, I kind of remember that. Yeah. I don't know what it's going to lean into. I'm sure it's the books because the writers involved, like that's the whole idea of redoing this. So it's going to lean more into the books. But at the same time, we don't want anybody that's never been exposed to the Percy Jackson um, story to like listen to us and just have us ruin the ending of the whole season. Yeah, like right yeah, now, yeah. we will avoid doing that. But there are going to be some moments that hopefully we're not obvious about it. Like, and you can read between the lines of like what we're trying to say without saying it. So yeah. we're going to try and like play a good <laughs> middle ground. Either way, it's going to be fun. Yeah. And these two episodes were, were great for me. I don't know about you. I, I had a great yeah. time watching these. No, for sure. Enjoy them. I, I don't know how much of an ability I even have to spoil things. Because like you said, I loved these books when they came out when we were younger. Mm -hmm. Obviously, like you said, not Harry Potter level, but it definitely like informed for sure, like my love of reading and like especially fantasy series. And yeah, I mean, the, the Greek mythology stuff right up both of our alleys. We had a blast when we were fortunate enough to go to Greece in like late high school. And it was like, oh my God, look at that. Oh my God, look at that. Oh my God, look at mm -hmm. that type of deal. So, and I've read some of the comments of people of being like they miss this scene they miss this scene they miss this scene they miss this scene and honestly i feel lucky that like i don't have that laser focused memory of everything mm -hmm. that happens so like for me it just felt like really cool like the characters the world like being back in it all i had a thought of rereading the first book before watching and then i actively chose not to do that because mm -hmm. i thought it wouldn't like it wouldn't help me honestly it felt like it would only hurt like we're doing we're covering yu yu Hakusho 
shameless plug for another show that we're covering. And that's the same thing. Like I read that a while ago and I, I think I remember more big story beats from that, but it's so fun watching the show and not feeling like I'm a, I guess for lack of a better term, like a slave to the details where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, like that person's hairdo isn't the same, like that kind of stuff. So I had a fucking blast watching these episodes. 8.0 for both of these episodes on IMDb right now. So it seems Good. like they're they're being received well. Everything I've been seeing online has been pretty positive. People mm-hmm. love Walker, the the main ca- the the main yeah. actor for Percy. I don't know if I'm it's Walker Scoble. Okay. I don't know. That don't check me on that spelling or the pronunciation, but he embodies Percy so well. And one thing I just want to throw out to you, because this is giving me Bran from Game of Thrones vibes where you can tell he's like on the verge of like puberty and his voice is already start. Like you can tell like he's that age. So do you think it's going to be jarring at all? Like maybe not season two, if they're already filming that or they're about to, whatever they're doing, like it's going to, he's going to grow. Like it's, you can't. Yeah. Even the, even Annabeth and Grover, like they're both that age where I feel like between That's seasons so they could they could jump up real quick. I literally didn't even think about yeah. that. Was fine with Bran because while he physically looked older, he didn't talk a ton right. towards the end. But obviously Percy's the main fucking character and he loves to run his mouth. So it'll be mm-hmm. interesting for sure. I didn't even think about that to see how he ages. But he I'm yeah. like you said, I thought he was great. Felt right. like the memory that I have of Percy. However, exactly. that may be over a decade, but I thought it was great. A lot of the side characters were great for me as well. Like I was, I guess we're just talking about everything now. And and for those listening, like this is going to be the longest podcast of this series because it's the two episodes yep. and every intro is always just these type yeah. of blurbs. So stick with us. From. Exactly. Exactly. So I was just a huge fan of, I thought the mom was great. She was not the greatest in the movie. I just went back and watched it. And yeah. She was like really like not the greatest. Uh, I thought the mom was fantastic in this in this adaptation. She was like way different. She was stronger. She felt like a girl that could have been with Poseidon. So mm-hmm. all that worked for me. I actually surprisingly liked Dionysus, Mr. D. Mm-hmm. And I say surprising because I always forget this guy's name. I like this guy. Jason uh, Jace, something. Jace, yeah, I want to say Sitekis, but that's wrong. No, too. It's like, it's um, like Manticunas, but not. Yeah. So he is somebody that I find absolutely hilarious. Like he was from yep. the league. He is Jay from Big Mouth, like the voice behind Jay. Like I think this dude is hilarious, but he's also the voice of a main, not main, a big character in Invincible, Amazon's Invincible. Mm-hmm. And he really doesn't fit the vibe of that show. And like his, Ooh. because like he can like overemphasize his like comedy beats. And I felt like I was a little worried when they casted him as Dionysus, even though he does fit the Dionysus model a little bit better. But I thought his serious moments were good. Like I thought everything about him was better than I expected. So I, I'm, I'm happy with the choice for Mr. D so far. And then Bruner, I think is great. Kyron, I think is great so far too. Like both yeah. of them seem like good presence in Camp Half Blood. I enjoyed Kyron a lot. Probably the only complaint that I have is Mr. D, and it's so minuscule for me. It just felt almost odd seeing this guy be serious. Right, Feels that's like it's what like I'm saying, yeah. Not yet speaking to his strengths. But again, I, obviously, I'm sure these were like some of the first scenes they shot. You're kind of getting into your own character, and obviously there's a lot more to come from him. So The god of drinking, like that partying, that makes sense for him, yeah. at least. Like That's the best way to cast him for that. But anyway, that was just like a little ramble. First thoughts. I did think that there were some weird cinematography scene transitions. I don't know. Anytime it was like the dream scene, it just felt like we were in the middle of a scene and it kind of ended and it was black. And then we're just like in the dream sequences. Both times that felt a little weird, but that's like a stupid nitpick that doesn't didn't take 
even one percent of my enjoyment out it's just something i wrote down but those were like the big beats i'm ready to kind of talk about the show if you are because just yeah. yeah it was really fun and overall i'm happy where we're at and um yeah yeah so are you ready do you want to say anything yes, else sir no i'm good okay so we're, we are gonna do this quicker because if you've seen any percy jackson in the past like this is kind of just like overkilling it a little bit but we're gonna bring up all of our favorite parts so mm-hmm. the beginning was so quick and like fast paced because it kind of just got the bullshit out of the way i don't want to say cold opening but like this was just percy getting like that over voice like talking about the warnings mm-hmm. of, of yeah. like half like bloods all that yeah yeah exactly and then and then we get like the glimpses in his past of the blending between greek mythology and reality like we see a couple yeah. things we'll bring up whatever we want there but i just want to open the floor all the way through the the greek museum scenes including miss dodds uh turning into say gargoyle or is she like a she's just a fury i think technically. fury okay yeah yeah, yeah. it's not fury a heartbeat of, like, i think she's a fury fury they're hades right that's correct yeah, so they're from the underworld or whatever. And um, I'm also just saying that's correct. It could be incorrect. But to it me, could be incorrect. <laughs> but I, I'm pretty sure the Furies, because the way that Miss Dodds talked implied, like, we've been looking yeah, for you. That's true. And at the end of episode two, they kind of make it like Hades yeah, that's has been point. orchestrating some of this stuff. So I think yeah. that's it. But we could talk about all of that all the way up until Mr. Grover and um, Mr. Bruner Mr. and Grover <laughs> just like kind of like save him or like he like yeah. comes to after fighting mm-hmm. Miss Dodds. So. Yeah. The episode opened and I just immediately had a smile on my face, especially like when he's seeing the things where the mist is kind of, I don't want to say like going away, but like he's seeing through the mist a little bit. And I, I especially when the letters like on the paper started changing, I just was like, okay, like we're getting, it. we're getting into mm-hmm. it. Like, you know, something's going to happen type of deal. And I just love how well they did their relationship with his mom starts here where he has like that kind of flashback scene. They talk about like why he's named Perseus or Percy and yeah, I mean, and, and like you're saying, too, with Miss Dodds, like the CGI looked great. Like I said that last great. night to you when we were hanging out and I was yeah. I was mind blown at how good that looks like top yeah. dollar budget to me. Like, I don't think you could. She's like looking at Percy by the fountain and she just starts walking. The camera pans away and goes back and she just looks so badass. Yeah, like, I was yeah. like, this is awesome. She did get taken yeah. out a little easy, but that's kind of how it happens. Yeah. And now that you say that too, maybe another nitpick slash complaint i have is the first episode is 38 minutes maybe short like total runtime so 39 minutes i think including like the credit scene which just feels crazy like they could have added scenes obviously they cut things i couldn't tell you off the top of my head like what they should have kept in but Mm -hmm. yeah it just felt like it just kind of flew by maybe nowadays that's kind of the directive is you got to make the pilot it's got to hit because you need people to click through to episode two I know that yeah. metric, at least for Netflix, potentially is like really good. So maybe that's just the way it is. But I thought it was a great opening to the show. I feel like if you didn't watch Percy Jackson, like you were interested immediately anyway. Yeah. 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 And I think it was just like a natural stopping point, And there was probably no way around it. Like once you hit Camp Half-Blood, that had to be the end of the episode. Yeah. And they probably didn't want to just throw extra scenes in it, maybe spend the time and money other spots. So that's mm-hmm. all I can really say to justify. But of course, we have to bring up Bruner. AKA Kyron gives the pen sword to yeah. Percy and that's what he uses to kill Miss Dodds or I don't know, kill whatever. Um, that's going to be an iconic, what they say, yeah. a mighty instrument for the rest of the series. So that's just something that I, I, I smile when I see stuff like yeah, exa- that. Exactly. That's the yeah. fun part for us is like the little things like that, that we remember and especially remember so fondly and like it popping up. It's like, Oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. Just checking yeah. off one of those boxes. Yeah. After the museum scene, they're all, like Percy and Grover get in trouble because of the whole pushing pushing the girl into the the fountain. fountain or whatever it is, and then you know uh, Grover betrays him. 
fake little betrayal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he gets expelled. And then we get our introduction to Percy's mom's boyfriend, husband. I don't know. His step, whatever. His name is uh, Gabe, I think. Yeah, yeah, Gabe. And I don't know if this is a complaint, but I feel like he wasn't n- like nearly as bad as he's portrayed in both the movie yeah. and the books. Like He just he, seemed like a goober. Yeah. And what did he have? A Zach Wilson jersey on his phone? Yeah, that was funny. That Dude, was funny. I was looking up, like, who is number two? I couldn't tell who's Jets. <laughs> it looked green. I was like, it's probably yeah. a Jets. But who the hell has a Zach Wilson jersey? In my head, my head canon is that it's just like a, an aesthetic way to show that he's a loser. Because yeah. <laughs> like, who the fuck would Wilson? frame a Zach Wilson jersey? How is he in this show? That makes it's no so sense. so funny. If I was Zach Wilson, I'd be like, fuck you, yeah, bro. Look at yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, That's hell sick. yeah. Yeah, but that was good. I, again, I thought this was a good scene portraying percy's characteristics just like Mm -hmm. the verbal sparring he's just a little motherfucker and it's just funny to watch it happen live here obviously he's on edge and then i a complaint i did see online which i didn't think about in the moment but now that i think about it it's like funny to me is her just like sitting his mom being her just sitting in the rain on the balcony and it was like what is she doing out there People said that, and now that I'm saying this out loud, I feel like it feels obvious that it's yeah. Is it not Poseidon. exactly? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I really, I literally wrote that note. I was like, that's kind of like a cool touch, and yeah, because the Poseidon reveals at the end of episode two, we're going to openly talk about that. Mm-hmm. That's just obvious. Like he's Percy Jackson, yeah. the son of Poseidon. So, yeah. but yeah, I think that's what it was. Another nitpick I saw was people being like, in the books, she makes bean dip. In this, in this, she's like buying sandwiches. What are we doing here? <laughs> like come on that's just like, like the a- wrong way to go about it like wheel time as an example i know a lot of those details and like for sure i'm susceptible to be like oh they didn't do this small detail that i care about and that i liked but it's just i don't know i think you're just like actively getting in your own way at that point yeah it's it's hard to enjoy anything when you take it that nitpicky yeah um, so for me it's these scenes interactions were as good as i could have hoped for for just lumping in the whole beach scenes too because well i guess we'll talk about that now like Mm -hmm. after the mom decides we're gonna go to the beach where she met Poseidon, and all that stuff we have that first like weird dream transition that i talked about we'll talk about that Mm because that one is actually something i think we can kind of guess on because i don't we don't know the answer necessarily or if we do i don't remember it but we'll talk about that scene and then the initial info dump from the mom to Percy and then Grover shows up and like the Seder reveal happens. So everything before they leave and jump into the car to go to Camp Half-Blood, we can just talk about. And I'll start it off just by saying the transition dream. The way the wording was of the warnings, the second scene that we get in episode two with the voice seems like it's like Mm -hmm. tempting Percy to get justice like in a specific way. So I don't know, trying to manipulate him or whatever. I can't tell if we're supposed to think it's just Hades. Like, is that is that what we're supposed to just? That was my like gut check interpretation of it. That's what it felt is like it... to me. But again, that could be. Is it that's the way it is in the movies? Because the movies changed it, didn't didn't they? They changed it. They changed a lot of that. Like yeah. this higher level stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't remember. I guess it's exactly hard to how know. it was in the movies, and then that obviously I think taints taint the way I think about the books. But my like, gut check again being I for. 100% forgotten a lot of details. It feels like it's Hades. I wish I wrote more of the quotes down, but it felt like when he was talking, it was implied that the person didn't like gods, but I couldn't tell if it was coming from like a jealous god or if it was coming mm-hmm. from a non-god saying like, we got to get fucking revenge on the gods. Like I couldn't okay, tell yeah. based on the be, wording. That would be an interesting seed plant for the future. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a good point. So 
Who knows? So that's, but, that's a detail that I do remember there. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> they can change all of that. Like they can do whatever they want because of red herrings and then like, you know, taking and improving upon the movie of what it took from the book. So they can do whatever they want. So it's kind of yeah. a guess. We don't really have an answer here, but I'm, I'm leaning, I guess a non-God. I don't really fucking know. Cause like, yeah, I, cause if you're not a God, how do you send those type of messages? Like, that yeah, feels that's like actually a God another thing. fantastic point. And something we haven't mentioned yet is the fact that Rick, Rick Riordan, Riordan. Yeah. Yeah. Is very involved in this. That could be, maybe this isn't the best way to think about it, but I feel like I am coming at this with a, a greater level of like understanding or maybe like leeway if there's things like i feel like he's signing off on changes and for to sure be honest there's literally no one that knows the story better than him yeah like it's yeah. not physically possible i would say to know the story better than him so if there's people that have qualms and are worried i think about things i just feel like that's again maybe not the best way to go about it especially because we've seen two episodes do you know how many are in this season i think it's eight Okay. So there's, yeah. I mean, we just have a journey ahead of us. So we'll see. We, I mean, we've experienced shows off of like content that we love where like they just cut and move things around. Just the storytelling mm -hmm. works in a different way with TV shows. So I guess that's, yeah. that's, I mean, and, and again, that's a nice mystery for us, I guess, at this point. I like that mystery seed plant too. That's something that seems like it's going to be a recurring theme. But in terms of the beach, the beach house, I guess, before beach. Grover shows up, there was some really good conversation between percy and, their, and his mom about like the whole greek mythology it all being real and stuff and i thought it was hilarious when she says like your dad's a god and he goes like jesus like, <laughs> I was, like that was yeah, so like, not god funny. oh yeah, god yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was really funny <laughs> like you i also like the um, <laughs> when she's like do you know why we always go to this cabin and he's like because it's close to the septic tank that, that literally made me laugh out loud <laughs> And I was like, okay, yeah. we're we're in good hands. Like, I'm gonna laugh. There's also a part in, se in episode season two, in episode two, that made me crack up. And yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, this is good. This is good. Yeah. How are we feeling thought, about Grover so far? I personally like him. I feel like we haven't gotten enough yet to really have an opinion. Yeah, I think they're doing this like him questioning himself, like feeling the level of the burden not knowing if he's good enough if he can like rise to the occasion type mm -hmm. of like character and i think that that just is going well like it's coming across the screen to me which i think is a good place for his character to be at is it like a perfect personification of him from the books probably not i don't he's like exactly remember it's on but i don't know i think that he's playing like this goofy sidekick plus what i just said part well I am going to reserve my opinion until we get a little bit more. But so far, I mean, like nothing to complain about, I guess. I yeah. like that he's 24. That's hilarious. That's, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and it was good, too. Of Like he comes in and he's talking and first he's just like looking at his legs. And he's right, like yeah. not really hearing the conversation they're having. He's literally just looking at his legs. And he goes, uh, he's like, why is there a goat's legs in your shorts? It was just it was good. Yeah, the, the movie reveal, like, they way more, like, emphasize, like, the shock. And this one, they just said, like, this is happening. We're just going to roll with yeah. catch up, basically. Yeah. It's like Grover. Um, Where's Grover here? <laughs> so I guess we'll just continue on with this storyline. And if you don't have anything else to say, because it's no. just them deciding, like, okay, game time. Grover's mission is to get Percy to safety. So they have yeah. to bring him to Camp Half-Blood. And we have the whole car scene. All of, I mean, I guess we could just for the talk about the rest of the episode, just because it's you know, it's the car scene, the Minotaur yeah. showing up to showing up Ooh. to Camp Half Blood, all of that. So this is like the whole sprint of the last fifteen minutes of the episode, ten minutes you, of the episode. You want to talk about CGI and good effects? 
fucking Minotaur was awesome. Yes, he was. He was it great. Was awesome. I was like blown. I was genuinely blown away. I was like, I didn't think we were gonna get this level of quality. Yeah. His biceps, cool. dude, they were like balloons. <laughs> it was, it was fucking cool, up, man. Like, it was fucking cool. And also it makes me like really excited for the rest of all these episodes. Like we're gonna get so much cool stuff. Yeah, like the best versions of any sort of Greek gods or like myths yeah. ever shown on TV. Like that's probably what we're getting. Looks wise at least. Because yeah. Miss Dodds, uh, the Minotaur, were, I guess that's just this episode of what were amazing. Mm. Even like the flashes in the beginning of what you saw through the mist, like everything yeah, yeah. looked so good. Yeah, it looked really good. I, the one thing that didn't hit for me, and maybe it was, again, it, it's, is it supposed to add a levity to the moment? I'm not really sure. But when she's like, excuse me, I'm not rodeoing. When she's like doing the Olay oh, with the red jacket. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I get it. This looks dumb. <laughs> yeah i don't but I don't she really... went out she went out like a boss right and they did that the same way as like the movie she like disappears and we find out mm -hmm. in the next episode she's like been taken to the underworld so yeah. i do like that and i thought that they handled between this episode and the beginning of next next episode they handled percy's grief better than they did in the movie by a mile like in the movie he just like oh mom's dead and then just like <laughs> kind of moves on this yeah. one he at least he has a multiple scenes of grieving yeah a little bit about it and he's definitely in the in yeah so they did it a little like that part a lot better mm -hmm. um, well i mean this episode like we said is short but i feel like they really nailed they did a good job of explaining his relationship with his mom like why mm -hmm. they're so close like her personality you can see like, that she's so strong it rubs off on him a little bit it, it just i thought it was good and, and like you said yeah you definitely feel the impact even though we've been you know we're maybe 30 minutes into the season like you feel the impact of her like disappearing in front of his eyes and then it causes his whole rage moment and yeah. the charge and i thought that was pretty epic i thought for i don't know how old he is in real life i forget but he definitely like handled that killing scene really it was cool it was really yeah. cool to see like him jumping around and like taking the freaking horn and stuff yeah yeah him. he's getting active like, early. oh that was awesome yeah yeah so, yeah percy's the fucking man i guess there's not really anything else to bring up there besides him waking up and seeing Annabeth for a second, who's been watching him, and mm -hmm. then falls back asleep, wakes back up, and it's and it's the Chiron reveal. So yeah. we'll be yeah. And I don't know if you know, I was driving myself crazy trying to remember what the name of like why Chiron sounds so familiar besides him, and it's another Greek character. I don't want to say God because it's it's Charon. Like instead of an I, it's an A. Charon, Charon. I don't know how it's pronounced. It's the ferryman of the underworld. Oh. So it's like one letter off, and it always throws me off because I always mix them up. And I played the game Hades, and he's like a big part of that. So okay, it's a great game, yeah, yeah, yeah. fantastic game. Yeah. But, I just yeah. the only comment I'll say is I feel like I had a smile on my face the entire time I watched this first episode. Yeah, and like it ended, and I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, too quick. Like, but it was great. Yeah, too quick. Well, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. That we 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 felt like I want more. Yeah, I'm a fan. I think of the two episode initial drop, like two to three episode initial drop, and then weekly. I think, I think that that's what it'll like, be. Yeah, I yeah. think that hits like a very nice sweet spot of like the craving of the content versus like being able to like enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's good because um the Hulu or Murder at the End of the World did the same exact thing. I just think it yeah. jump starts you, keeps the audience more like engaged. So I think it's a good yeah. idea. I just like the weekly chats about it. Yeah, like everyone's at the same point essentially for the most part. Yeah, or instead it's, of like like a Netflix show drops and you know you're on episode eight and I'm on episode three. It's it's going to be weird, fun. though, because I do think that this is going to be a unique community where 
everybody knows so much. It's it's a late. I mean, that's I know that's point. like the same thing with Wheel of Time, but like this is different in the sense where like it has both the movie and the books to pull from, and like people hate the movies because of how bad they do. So like the Die Hard, you know, uh, book purists are going to be extra critical. So it does that's feel fair. like it's fighting an uphill battle, but so far so good. And like even through two episodes, like I know it's early, but like all the reviews, like I said earlier, were very positive and. You can kind of see why, like it just feels like it has love in this shit. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. made with care. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. That's a really good point. I'm also interested. I, I don't think you could ever get a statistic on it, but like the amount of people that are watching the show that have never like seen the movies or read the books. Yeah, like how many new, completely new audience yeah. members yeah. are there that are being pulled in? I don't know. I think this is one of those rare cases where it's probably like very low compared to most shows. Like, yeah. hopefully, it's a lot of like young kids. You know, yeah. who are like the age that we were when we were reading the books. Like, hopefully, this kid's Gets that age are like getting and, into it. Yeah. yeah, for the first time, that would be fun. That would be a, a fantastic outcome of them making mm -hmm. this show because this series is great. Did you see him Walker's comments about uh, if Percy Jackson were to fight Harry Potter? No, I didn't. He was just like, I always like thought about that. Like, if they were to fight, but it wouldn't even be close. Percy would fucking kill Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you. It Walker. might be good true if you. he can block some of the magic. Like who knows? Yeah. He's uh, good on you. Good on he's you. He's gonna Walker. grow to become a very badass Greek legend, hopefully. So, so let's keep going through here. Uh because yeah. the second episode, I become Supreme Lord of the Bathroom, continues to legends growing. Yeah, exactly. He's starting yeah. to get that glory, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> it, it just like continues directly on. Like he's still waking up, and then we finally have a talk, like Grover gets a little bit real with him and mm. He's this is the grieving scene I was mentioning earlier. So we can talk about anything here into actually meeting Dionysus, Mr. D. And um, we can even lump in just Kyron giving him the lay of the land and like showing him the cabin. So basically that whole beginning part, that's, that's I just mentioned a lot of scenes there. But however we want to tackle it, we can start talking about whatever. Because I think we covered the grief part. If you want to just, yeah, I don't know, whatever you want to bring up. The introduction to Mr. D was, again, the first time that I had like a not necessarily a worry. I don't think it escalated to a worry of just hmm, like I'm clocking that like I know this actor yeah. and I'm thinking about the fact that I know this actor and I'm thinking about the way that he's acting, you know, versus like every other everyone else in the show feels like it's just like they're the character. First time you met him, it's just a little early for the, for his character specifically. I, and I'm really into Chiron and I think that the camp's fucking awesome. And not I was like, OK, I don't care about these scenes. Because it was funny when he's like, yeah, I could be your dad, basically. And then yeah, Percy goes, believes yes, him. Yes, son. Yes, Peter. He's <laughs> <laughs> <was> like, Percy. <laughs> that was good. I, I actually, I enjoyed that. But I was really like, okay, I want to see the camp. 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 Mm -hmm. So I, I liked a lot of the camp scenes. The cabins look great. We find out there's 12 cabins for each of the 12 Olympians. I think Kyron's starting to give that speech about the claiming of mm -hmm. like gods grabbing their children and saying like, that's my kid. But for the time being, the um, Hermes, the God of Travelers, and the, the House of the Unclaimed is what Chiron goes on to say. This is where you go until you're claimed or if you're the son of Hermes, which we get our first introduction to our next name character, Luke. He yeah. shows up and he confirms, I, don't, I forget if it's in this scene or the next one, but he actually is a son of Hermes, so he's not unclaimed, mm. but he's like just a badass sword fighter. I think they said he's the best fighter, but he's the best... best in He's the best swordsman. They said, right? Yeah, he's the best swordsman in camp. And then he later on says that Annabeth's the best warrior. The, the best warrior. Okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah. he's like the Mihawk and she's like the Shanks. I don't know. <laughs> Does that work? 
I rock with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can get behind <laughs> it that. Works, right? I get behind that. It's probably a little bit too much respect on Luke's name, but it's That's okay. True. That's true. <laughs> it's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I think, loved his introduction, man. I yeah, thought I was he gonna was say. fantastic. Yeah, so they did far. a good job. Yeah, of of establishing him and Percy's relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think if if you haven't seen the movies or read the books, like you're definitely thinking, like, okay, I like Luke. Like, I like this character. This guy's interesting. He's got the scar. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's more like Zora. Yeah, I guess. Count it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I also, I liked Percy being like apologizing to Chiron for losing the pen. And he was like, you didn't lose the pen. Mm-hmm. And he yeah, goes, no, no, magic. it was on the hillside. Yeah, it's right there. I was like, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Never and I, I skipped over this too, but I, I wanted to bring this up. I thought it was important, I guess, world building wise that Chiron does say that anything that gods are forbidden, they have rules whenever Zeus or whoever sets the oh, god true. rules. yeah, yeah. yeah. There are ways to to circumnavigate the the rules, and that's using demigods, which was the whole point of him of Mister D asking Percy to go get the alcohol for him mm-hmm. because he's not allowed to go get the alcohol. But if he can get a demigod to do it, he's allowed. So yeah, I really like that. I like that they emphasize that because that just is like the basis of the majority of this series. And like anything mm-hmm. with Greek gods is always about how the gods are manipulating the mortals or the demigods into doing things for them. So that yeah. was a nice touch because I don't remember them saying or making that an important plot point from the movie. Yeah, and that's an interesting way to do it too. It feels very like casual and not that important because it's just like going fetching wine. But like you're saying, it that concept is like the foundation of a lot of plot moving forward. Yes, but like if you if you're not exactly. familiar with the series and everything, you're just like okay, it feels like not necessarily a throwaway, but it feels like it's there for a joke versus like actually being an insane plot mover. Um. Okay. So to move us a little bit forward, we are going to have a big scene here where. Kyron and Bruner talk with Grover about some some high level Percy stuff. But before that, like we have this weird scene, which I don't have much commentary on. I'm a little curious about your take on it. When Grover's walking to meet Bruner and Kyron, or Kyron and Mr. D, sorry, I might have messed that up already twice, but he's <laughs> he has like this moment with like a I I think it's a dryad, like a like a druid of the forest, like a you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um looks amazing again, really good. I don't know what that was. It was more just, I yeah. guess, what you were saying, trying to instill confidence in him. But I don't know what his connection, like what that is. That literally, when I was watching this scene, I was thinking, do I not remember that this chick is like his mom or something? Like, yeah, it felt, it felt like that. It felt like a motherly type of interaction. And I was like, OK, I don't this must be a detail I forgot. But I guess, yeah, if you're also kind of in the same boat, I'm I'm curious to what the answer actually is. Okay, here's an article right here about who is the woman, who's the tree woman that Grover spoke to, okay, and that was not in the book. So like this okay. whole thing was is new. Dryads are wood nymphs, spirits in, that live in the forest, and sometimes, like in Helena's case, who's this character inside the trees, they're gonna have a part to play in one of the later books slash movies slash seasons. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's <laughs> a thing, but this character is definitely new, and I I guess there's there's nothing really to talk about them because like this is. Yeah. Like it's this just, is just new material. Like I don't know how it's going to play a bigger role, but it's yeah, new. I guess a subtle seed plant. Excuse More Grover characterization, I guess. Reference. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's perfectly fine. And like you said, I, we didn't get a ton of Grover in these two episodes, so I think that's fine to give us more to his character. Yeah, and then he just goes and talks with with the two homies about not letting Percy know some of the secrets that they know, especially with like Hades probably being the lightning thief and having the mom like that's mm-hmm. all talked about here which comes up later again but 
they're trying to keep Percy in the dark because this is just how things like he has to learn on his own time and things will, you know, present themselves when it when it has to happen. So anything else yeah. you want to bring up there? No, I just think connecting that scene, this initial conversation with what happens at the end. It's just funny that in here they're like, you absolutely cannot tell him. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, he just like steps in and just tells him. And it works. Like, they, just, like that yeah, was the, and they didn't the really kicker. try to stop him. I think they low key like maybe the way I'm reading it is that they kind of low key like thought it was good to tell him in this sense to like give him that extra level of motivation right because they were pretty much begging him to go and he was like ah, no nah, i don't want to go exactly exactly yeah. so they were like no stop don't tell him <laughs> <laughs> that's what it felt like to me at least um okay so now is a fun couple of scenes we have well first the second dream transition scene that's tempting mm-hmm. percy like saying like we yep. need to get justice against the gods that's more of the reason i guess i'm coming at it like maybe it's not a god because of the yeah. way it's phrased here but we kind of had that conversation already so mm-hmm. the fun scenes that i'm talking about though here are some more info dumps from luke like and how demigods like fit into this world like how they pro- i like how he phrased it he's like we process reality differently this is like some of the easter eggs that link bad they didn't explicitly say the whole dyslexia thing that you mentioned earlier yeah which they do in the movie and the books but it, it all it is is like he can read greek writing just naturally and like that's part of it so like they they lay some of the groundwork there then we talk then he talks about the different cabins and saying how the glory thing, which was fucking awesome. It's basically like building up your resume uh, as yeah. like a Greek. Yeah, you get your feet. Warrior. Yeah, it's it's such a cool idea. I love the idea. Yeah, that. it's badass. So scenes like this could run the risk of being like way too smacking you over the head while they're literally just dumping all this info on us. But I feel like it still worked really well with the process of him like showing him the camp. Like we're kind of learning alongside Bercy, mm-hmm. which I, it didn't feel like clunky or like over the top obvious that it's just like exposition 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 type of deal and i also just i mean again percy's the fucking man where he's like okay so like i just get glory and then my dad will recognize me like all right where do we start yeah exactly immediately like yeah let's get active (laughs) like where are we going how do we get glory we meet clarice too she's a daughter of Ares, the god of war so that's just naturally fits with like the mentality of what you would be if your dad was the god of war Mm -hmm. uh we'll talk about her more later like let's go get glory we got to find out what you're good at and i like that they did a couple of the like they went around to a couple of the gods setups i guess just to find out what his skills were and like he sucked at archery which is (laughs) artemis i think yes that sounds right and then it's gotta be artemis yeah it's artemis same thing (laughs) No, Demetrius nature, right? And then <laughs> yeah, go. and then he goes over to the metal forging like to see if he has that in him. Uh I forget that god's name, Jesus. Hephaestus? Yeah, it sounds Ooh. right too. Fails at that. They're both terrible failures. Like he can't shoot a bow to save his life. <laughs> yeah. I like how he denies uh, the fire. He goes, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> it was kills people, just like falls and like shoots it. Oh man, he's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean and then I guess he learns about the prayer thing too here, which might come back into play because he uses it to try and talk to his mom where if you burn something that you really care about gods tend to listen then he yep. immediately goes to tries to talk to his mom which i thought was weird thought he was going to try yeah. and talk to his dad but yeah know. that's definitely where it felt like it was heading yeah i think that Percy as a character is being brought to life in a great way mm-hmm. like just the comments that he makes it's just so funny they're all so good if like like the gods like burnt mac and cheese like it was yeah. just fucking funny and he it just was. has a realistic reaction to everything i feel like i would say the same thing of like i really have to fucking go burn this mac and cheese now like what the fuck talk about details of the book don't they only do ambrosia and like i think so 
whatever the the nectar that gods think, like that's what did. that is oh yeah because it was just ambrosia is what they're yeah, supposed, yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be like the best tasting thing of all mm-hmm. time like yep. yeah so i guess they got mac and cheese in this year yeah mac and cheese this time <laughs> <laughs> that's funny all right before I, we get to the the big climax of the capture the flag stuff we just have that scene where the name of the episode came from right like we have the whole mm-hmm him using the water magic for the first time and defending himself against Clarice, who is just Clarice, like a cartoonishly evil bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even know what to say. I, and I do actually feel I remember spurts of her in the books, kind of like I, I feel like she was one of the characters that they kind of cut from the movie Yeah. versus them bringing her to life here a little bit more. She might've been in the movie. I, I really don't remember. I don't even think they emphasized it that much, but yeah. So I like that daughter of Ares and like the Ares cat yeah, yeah. is playing a bigger part. Yeah. I was going to say, it doesn't seem like she's like really out of place or that her, I don't even know the right way to say it, but like that she's like a caricature of a character. The things that she's doing feel like they make sense with like what they've told us about her character. I guess. And the glory thing is kind of like yeah, yeah, exactly. great writing out for everything. It's like they, the leaders of this camp probably want people like this to make to forge stronger demigods like this isn't like a yeah, yeah so it's you know people are just well, gonna she, clash and yeah she's yeah. a she's, she's a fucking hater though she is a total hater yeah um, complete hater maybe they don't want haters but it's nice to like you know she's competitive in that way i like it's her reasoning not healthy, but not that i like her reasoning but i like that she's not actually just trying to murder percy just like yeah. in cold blood that's what that's what i like that they clarified she's like i don't even i'm not trying to kill you i just want you to just admit that you're a fraud and that plays a little nicer yeah, which he ain't. Percy Jackson's never been a fraud, never a day in his life. And this, um, this okay. is our actual introduction yeah. to Annabeth, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. So this is them talking. Like she's been watching him this whole time, and he even says, "Like, are you stalking me?" She's like, "Yeah, yeah. I am." So that <laughs> I love the way she answered a bunch of questions in this in this episode. It was funny. Where like you, Percy, you can tell isn't expecting her to just be like yes, mm-hmm. and yeah. then add no context after it. He's just like waiting for more. It's, it was funny. Thought that that it, it came across really well. And she's the daughter of Athena. If that wasn't this scene, it's the next scene that we find mm-hmm. out about. So that's why Luke has so much respect for her. And like we do find out about their backstory next as well. But she is just like a very analytical, strategic-minded person, which makes sense being the daughter of Athena. Yeah. She seems to have some sort of connection to her mother, though, because Athena gave her the cap of invisibility that mm-hmm. she like kind of dawns a little bit later in this. I guess we're just talking about this whole thing, like the whole capture the flag moment, which yep. is just like a mock war. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, it was great. I thought it was awesome when they're all like dressed up and I, I literally gave us the first shot of it where they're like all on opposite sides of the little, I guess, creek bed. Maybe you could say this looks so fucking cool. I remember reading the books being like, like, I want to be there. You know, like yeah. I want to go to Camp Half Blood, and this, like, I felt like gave that feeling. I was like, I want to fucking go and like play this game. Key difference from the movie, though, because Annabeth's on Percy's team this time yeah. versus him versus uh, our girl Alexandria Daddario kicking some Percy ass out, against him. Out. Yeah, I could guess... tell almost at first. I was like, are they putting him on the other team? And then I was like, okay, never mind. Right, because she had that weird comment. She's like, I want to know if you can help me win Caps of the Flag. And I was like, wait, aren't you guys gonna fight? Like, I guess I just. I don't know. I I conflated it with the movie and stuff, but I want to bring up the backstory because I thought it was, it did a lot for their characters, or at least this was one of my book moments where I felt pretty happy just to hear Luke just break down the whole, how he met Annabeth and like there's him traveling with Thalia and Thalia was the first child born of one of the big three Greek gods that broke this whole pact that Mm -hmm. they had. Luke says that she didn't make it, but Annabeth 
did make it to the camp with Luke, which is why they have such a bond because they're like family. They they got yeah. here together. They went through hardship together. They lost one of their friends together. So that was like a good building moment for both of their characters. At first, I was thrown off when he was like, she's my little sister. Yeah, I, so didn't, I was like, wait yeah. a second, what? But I guess he meant it obviously more like metaphorically or like emotionally. Sure. Yeah, versus like actual blood relation. Yeah, I thought this was a good, I don't want to say turning point for Luke's character, but I feel like it added like really good depth. I thought the actor did well in this scene. The combat, I mentioned that the scene in episode two cracked me up. Right before I get there, when Luke takes his company, he's like company out. Again, I'm just like, fuck, I want to fucking join. It's like the um, the paintball uh, game in Assassination Classroom. Yeah, it was yeah. Like, like, yeah, like I want to be there. Like I want to like mm-hmm. participate for sure. And I, I, I literally laughed so hard out loud when they split up, whatever, and like Annabeth leaves Percy. Where he's like saying to her, like, you know, I need this, I need this. And she just puts on the cap of invisibility and, and dips out, basically. And Luke is talking to his friend, whose name I do not remember. And after they, they win a battle or whatever, and then he's like, okay, like, we got to do XXX. And Luke's like, no, like, you know, Annabeth's got a plan, like, Percy, he'll show up when we need him to. And then it just goes to him flossing on the, the fucking yeah, yeah. top. I literally laughed so hard. <laughs> And Adam is watching all this stuff too. Yeah. He's just like laying on the freaking on the tree, like. Oh my god! I, I was like, you just made a big deal about having to like win some glory, and you're just sitting here like doing nothing. <laughs> just which I thought was the hilarious. shit out of that floss. Though. That was yeah, so was. funny. That cracked me the fuck up. But then he does come through. He does come through. He does. I thought that. Yeah, I thought that choreography fighting looked really good. Clarice, being that asshole that she is, comes in yeah. and starts messing with him. I had to rewind because I was like also taking notes while watching it when he breaks her spear, her magical item, Mm -hmm. and she like freaks out. I thought she was just freaking out because he like lost. I didn't I like looked away for like a split second. I was like, why is she screaming? And I saw that she broke he broke the Ares spear. Yeah. I'd be fucking pissed, dude. Oh Imagine my god, like, I'd be devastated. That thing, that thing was, was so cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That thing was just sick. like lit up. It was so yeah. cool. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a combo of her like being embarrassed, losing the game, and losing the spear. Like, uh, Clarice is so down. Has never probably been down worse. Exactly. So she knows yeah. he's not a fraud anymore because he ain't yeah. a fraud. Yeah, this is like worst case scenario for her. Which is fine. Yeah, well, fuck Clarice. I'm happy I don't remember where her storyline goes. If I agree, it goes anywhere though. past like this initial bullying, like it might, I, she is just someone I have a complete blank spot for. So keep an eye on this girl because who knows? She, she seems ripe for a redemption arc. Yeah, eventually, for sure. For sure. Yeah, it so, felt it we'll felt see. good to watch her get her just desserts, but I think it would be yeah. interesting to get some character growth out of her. Although it's yeah. kind of, I mean, I guess we'll see where it goes. Yeah. And I got some mad chills at the end here when yeah. it happens, and Annabeth takes the invisibility cap off, pushes Percy into the water just to see, and he heals himself with the water. I don't know how he has like the knowledge of minotaurs and peg like he saw pegasus uh, pegasi as as a kid like he knows Mm. things and he knows things but he doesn't think that when he shoots water out like he's not instantly like how do you not like if i if i'm fucking like if you bring me into this world and i like touch a outlet by accident i get like electric shock coming out of my hand i'm like dude i'm probably zeus's kid that's my first fucking thought like how do you not think water I don't know. I'm just he's maybe just a baby. That's, <laughs> that's true. That's true. But it seems like yeah. he has some Greek mythology knowledge. Oh no. Yeah, I didn't think about it, but that that does seem kind of correct. I mean, so it was just obvious. A- Annabeth being a stalker was immediately after it, so I think he might have been more concerned for his like immediate personal safety. How about that? It's true. It's true. And she <laughs> yeah. she knew though at this point clearly. Yeah. Like she was just trying to prove it to everybody. 
And I thought that was just awesome though when the freaking when the trident just pops up and it's just like pointing to him. It looked like a video game. It's just like yeah. Quest I also marker. just love the fact like, in the story itself, just the story beat that he's the son of Poseidon feels like a little bit of a curveball because you'd think like classic like story like this main character like he would just be like the son of Zeus. But right, I yeah. like that he's the son of Poseidon. Son of Hades would be an interesting one too. Yeah. Which is why that game Hades exists. There you go. There you go. Um, Someone took it in their own hands. Yeah, and it's a freaking great story. I think that one <laughs> would have won game of the year that year. But anyway, after the the claiming of uh Percy by Poseidon, we have our final scene. And this is just we've been dancing around it a little bit already, but you brought up mm-hmm. the Grover, the Grover mom drop, like that she's still alive and was and yeah. is with Hades, but Basically, Mr. D and Kyron are just saying, yo, this is your quest. This is what needs to happen. They drop a lot of like the the main plot of this season right now, which in the movies, it happens like in the first scene. Like you see the Zeus and Poseidon conversation as the opening of the movies. And in this, we get it right now. Like we were building up to this point where we find out that Zeus's master bolt was stolen and there's going to be a war among the gods in a week if the lightning thief doesn't give back the bolt. And yeah. right now the number one suspect is Percy from Zeus's perspective because <laughs> so he just he's the only living kid of the um big three gods and he just came out of nowhere, Poseidon just claimed him. So he's kind of thinking this That's is like so funny to, to day stay more like the game of how like they're making yeah. moves here, basically. Yeah. It's just so funny to think about that Zeus is like pissed off, like where the fuck's my bolt? And then Poseidon claims Percy and he's immediately like, okay, it was that motherfucker. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just like so funny to think about that thought process. Yeah. And I got Percy's like, me? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I literally, literally just got just, here. Yeah. I just got it's, here. <laughs> it's Ned Stark as Zeus in uh the movie. It's great. Yeah, that's actually a fantastic point. <laughs> he's like, shout give me my him. bolt, Poseidon. <laughs> yeah, shout out Sean Bean. I, I think it works better this way. I do I too. Like, yeah. yeah. I like this. And especially it works well with the fact that they dropped these two episodes. So it's kind of like, you can even say it's like one episode. It's like one big pilot episode almost. Mm-hmm. I think that it just, the storytelling works way better this way. And they did hint at it. If you were really paying attention, it was because of the way Miss Dodds talks about it. Like, give it back. Mm-hmm. We've been looking for you. Give it back. Yeah. Like that's, good point. you know, if you don't know, you don't know. But now like looking back, it was a little bit there, but that's going to be the plot for the whole rest of the season. Um, so we got six more, two down. They were fun, man. Like I, I'm really excited. Yeah. And what what day did these drop again? Are these I want to say Wednesdays? Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, I think these it might be Wednesdays. The, so. It dropped on the twentieth, I think. So that was a Wednesday. Yeah, there so, you go. It'll be Wednesdays. Cool. This one's going to be a little bit little bit late, obviously, because of um Christmas. So if you're hearing this, you're probably on the other side of the holidays, or maybe it's I don't know the day Christmas. Who knows if we're lucky yeah. enough to edit it and get it out by then? But it's been a blast. I'm ready to just freaking keep running through. This was probably going to be our longer one, maybe. The next one, since it'll only be singular episodes, we'll be able to focus on some of the the more detailed parts of it. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like we had a good pace. This was fun, and um, yeah. I just, can't wait yeah, to see I, more. Man, I think just to reiterate, yeah, I'm like love. It. Like I loved these two episodes. Yeah, like yeah. I'm excited for each episode to come out now. Like I really can't wait. It's just fun. hard recommendation to everybody. Yeah. Like I'll say, watch this show. Like just watch it. It's good. Yeah, for sure. And that just feels great. Mm-hmm. feels fantastic especially nowadays it's such a fucking crapshoot if content and like an, an established story that you like know and like is getting an adaptation made it's such a crapshoot of whether you're gonna like it or not and it just felt like I, again i wasn't like putting a ton of expectation on this like if this flopped i mean would i be disappointed yes would i be like mm-hmm. emotionally devastated not like a ton i you know mm-hmm. type of deal and it just, but it still felt like 
great that I came away with a huge smile after these two episodes. So I'm just pumped. Yeah. I got no complaints from my side. It seems like we we talked to our one friend who was also a book reader back in the day. He's a little bit more of a book purist, so he had some nitpicks, mm-hmm. but overall he was even happy and he's harder to please too. Yeah. Uh, so everybody I know that has seen it, which is a sample size of four, I think, 100%. Who's the fourth? Um, I thought Dave watched the first episode. Oh, okay. But is Dave going to join us? He was going to, but he's traveling right now for the holidays. Yeah. So he's, he's I mean, more like right going now. forward. I think he said he would be down, but he's also going oh, to be, be like the side host, like do much less, just like watch it and then jump on. Yeah. So fine. we might have three hosts going forward either way. Yeah. And he's like a um, complete, complete rook. Well, like right? he saw the movies. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I, he point. he yeah, may have read, that. he may have read a book or two, but he definitely, nah, yeah. He ain't a reader. Yeah. yeah. He ain't a reader. <laughs> okay. So. That'll wrap our episode one, covering episodes one and two, like Luke mentioned. And like we've been talking about, we'll be back weekly. Uh, not sure exactly what our drop schedule will be. This is a part-time gig for us, obviously. So we're not like, it's not going to be like every Tuesday they'll come out. But listen, we're going to be here every week. We hope you like what you heard today. And we'll be back. And we hope you're back. And Benchtown TV is bigger, obviously, than just Percy Jackson. We've mentioned Dave as a name we've just dropped. There are seven of us that do the podcast. So we're covering a lot of shows. I think currently at the moment, it's what? Jack Reacher, Jujutsu Kaisen, Yu Yu Hakusho, and Percy Jackson. We just wrapped Beacon 23. We just wrapped uh, Murder at the End of the World. We're just constantly popping out content. So if you're listening to this on... If you're still here, first of all, thank you. I love people that make it to the end. But if you're listening on the Percy Jackson-specific feed, which I believe we've set up at this point, if this is out in the world, just make sure you go to the main Bingetown TV feed. That just has every episode that we do there. You'll get just a quick scroll, and you'll see all the shows that we're covering. And then the best way to look at everything that we've covered which at this point is insane to say that it's over 100 shows, but BingetownTV.com, the wonders of the internet, has a little page that has every show we've covered in alphabetical order, and you can search through. And I will guarantee you, if you like Percy Jackson and you liked, like, you know, you're interested in our coverage, you're going to find a show on our website that we've covered that you also enjoy or that you want to watch. So just make sure to check it out if you like this. That's just the best way to support us. That and then liking and subscribing whenever you're listening or watching on if this makes it onto YouTube, which is undecided. For the first time this season, we are Bingetown TV, and thank you for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.